I've decided I'm going to geek out for a few minutes about Deadlands, because I haven't done that yet. Deadlands, the RPG, is one of my favorite things on the planet. It is a game in the weird western genre, specifically something that crosses horror over with westerns. It's set in the 1870s or 1880s, depending on where you decide to start, which can kind of depend on which edition you're using or which particular adventures you're playing through, if you're playing through the pre-existing adventures, or if you want to keep to continuity or any of that. But in brief, for anyone who's not familiar, Deadlands is a setting in which a bunch of ticked-off Manitous have been summoned back into the world. They happened to show up at about the same time Gettysburg was taking place, and so the bodies started getting up as they were inhabited by these spirits, and so you had the dead walking around. And that rather delayed the progress of the war. And any time there is a major skirmish, eventually the dead start getting up and attacking, so one has to deal with that. That in and of itself has been kind of hushed up, so not necessarily everyone in the world understands or believes in the walking dead, but they are out there. Similarly, there are all manner of supernatural creatures out there, vampires, werewolves, and what have you. But then also you have monsters that are kind of more specific to the setting, like hanging judges, which are the spirits of vengeful corrupt judges, and rattlers, giant worms, not quite of the dune variety, but pretty close, that live in the Mojave Desert, or in the Badlands, or in the salt flats of Utah. You have things like jackalopes living out on the prairies, living tumbleweeds, living scarecrows, and all manner of things like that. You have the USA and the CSA as two separate countries. You have a couple of collectives of Native Americans who have forged new nations because they have access to magic of a spiritual nature, as do any other number of people or cultures within people or subcultures or what have you that believe in and practice magic, or the working of the will or whatever you like to call it. You have hucksters who learn spells from the Book of Oil. You have mad scientists running around who have discovered this wondrous new mineral called ghost rock that can burn, I believe it was at least a hundred times, if not a thousand times, hotter than coal, and lasts for much longer. And as a result, you have all of these sort of steampunkish devices cropping up, and the scientists who build them, whose ideas for these contraptions seem to come from the ether. You have preachers running around who have gained access to some sort of holy powers, much in the same way that shamans have and much in the same way that the Hungan, the Mambo, and the Bakor have as practitioners of voodoo. And you have enlightened martial artists out there who have gained greater abilities of an almost supernatural nature, or a blatantly supernatural nature. And you just have ordinary gun- or axe-toting folks out there trying to push back the darkness, or keep it under wraps, depending on who they are and what they're doing. It is a lot of fun. I've been running Deadlands since... Sometime in the 90s, I want to say like 97 or 98, I'm not sure on that date precisely, but it was sometime around there. It's one of those games where I'm usually the one running it. I've never really gotten into a recurring Deadlands game run by anyone else. Because its appeal isn't as wide as something like Dungeons & Dragons, you have to be interested enough in westerns and horror and all that to really want to get into it and get the books and learn about the backstory and game master it. But I've been heartily enjoying it. There are now about four different settings for Deadlands. You have the weird western setting as standard. Then you have Hell on Earth, which is in the far future, after an apocalypse has taken place. Although I say far future, it's probably, I think, just somewhere within the 21st or 22nd century. I cannot remember off the top of my head. But it takes place about a decade or so after ghost rock bombs have dropped, and the world has pretty much gone to hell in a handbasket. And there are a lot of western tropes in that as well. You have Lost Colony, which is another Deadlands setting that takes place on another planet at the same time as the Hell on Earth setting. It's a planet on the other
other end of a kind of a corridor through space that was operating at one time, and through the course of the continuity of Hell on Earth and its various adventures, the PCs can discover if they're playing Hell on Earth and then transition to Lost Colony if they want. But it's a distant planet that mysteriously also has quite a bit of ghost rock on it, and its own alien inhabitants who are not all that happy to have people coming and plundering their planet. And while there are quite a few science fiction tropes thrown around, it also has that same sort of Western vibe and horror vibe, because there is a supernatural horror that is behind quite a lot of what is going on. And of course now, more recently, we have Deadlands Noir, which is set in the 1930s, though you can push it forward or backwards a bit if you want to take advantage of some of the things that were going on in some of the other decades around that time. Around that first half of the 20th century type era, if you will, the core game for Deadlands Noir takes place in New Orleans, and so the voodoo aspect is more pronounced, but everything is a bit subtler. And it's not really a Western very much at all. It's actually much more dependent on the tropes of crime novels and just sort of general noir fiction and films. Though a bit of Western can creep in from time to time, because it is Deadlands, but it's a lot of fun. Right now, I am running two Deadlands campaigns, because I am an idiot and have no ability to manage my time properly. I'm running Deadlands Noir every other week, and I'm running the regular Weird West Deadlands about every week right now. It has been a lot of fun. For folks who may be familiar with Deadlands and its products, my regular Weird West campaign started its first chapter a few years back with me putting information from a bunch of existing adventures into a blender, along with stuff about the characters' backgrounds. It included, among other things, stuff from the dime novels Independence Day, Night Train, and Worms, and I hung it all on a backdrop of backstory from the Black Circle. And that chapter of the game was one that I called Black Circle Square Dance, and they seemed to have a good time with that. And I also took some of the information and background material from Last Sons and incorporated a bit of that in there, keeping in mind that the events hadn't really happened there yet. And that first chapter of the campaign was set in and around Dodge City in mid-1879. But I left openings there so that I could run stuff from the plot point campaigns that they have out for Deadlands and are going to be coming out for Deadlands, and that was a lot of fun and worked out quite well because now what I'm doing is I'm running them through the plot point campaign The Flood, which takes place out in California, specifically the Great Maze, which is the western coast of California, so-called because in the setting a number of years back, very powerful magic was employed to cause a gigantic earthquake and drop rather a lot of the coastline into the ocean. That left a maze of canyons into which the Pacific Ocean poured, and also in which many rich veins of ghost rock have been found. So you have a little mini-war going on between a lot of different factions with their ironclad ships and steam submersibles and what have you in the Great Maze. And they're out there right now trying to find a way to defeat the right Reverend Grimm, who is the head of the Church of Lost Angels, and the main bad guy of that plot point campaign. And the thing that I like in general about plot point campaigns is that the way that they're written kind of complements to a certain extent the way that I GM, because I can quite easily just add the stuff that's going on in those campaigns to my general blender of madness and just sort of see where the players go. And if they touch on the stuff, great. It becomes part of the plot. And if they don't, if they go in other directions, then that becomes the plot. But there are some nice things one can do to interweave all that. 
For example, one of the players decided to give me a wonderful gift by deciding that his character had amnesia, so he is largely a blank slate. There are things he defined about the character, but a lot of his background is a mystery, and he's perfectly willing to discover what his background really is in-game. So as a further example, in our last session, we were getting into some areas in which it is advantageous to the party if they are able to speak Cantonese, or if at least one member of the party can speak Cantonese. There's a city in the maze called Shanfan that was founded largely by refugees from San Francisco after the big quake hit, and during our last session he was going around trying to find information and ended up speaking to an older gentleman. They had a perfectly pleasant conversation, but at the end of the conversation I told him he suddenly realized that he'd been speaking Cantonese this whole time, when he'd had absolutely no inkling beforehand that he had ever been able to speak anything other than English. So that was a lot of fun and led to some interesting role-playing moments as he discovered yet another thing about his character. Now, I'm also having a lot of fun with my Deadlands Noir campaign. With that one, I once again took the plot point campaign, this one being the one that comes with Deadlands Noir in the core book called Red Harvest, and I've mashed that up with some of the adventures in the book and the separate adventure that came out for it, the old Absinthe House Blues, and with a bunch of stuff from the PC's backgrounds. And once again, I've put that all in a blender, and I'm sometimes referring to that campaign as Red Harvest Hoedown. And that's also a game that's a lot of fun. I may talk more at length about it, in a future post slash episode slash whatever these things are if you want me to. But for now, I'll just say that there's kind of a countdown going on as they get closer and closer to Halloween 1935, and they've been getting attacked by a lot of evil mimes who have strange telekinetic powers, some of them, and who explode into confetti when they kill them. And where they are in the campaign right now, more and more people are going missing and time is running out. We've got less than a week in-game left till Halloween, so that'll be fun to see that culminate. But in general, I think the thing that that I like about these settings is kind of their mashup nature. I've liked the idea of putting crime slash noir fiction together with horror and fantasy ever since I saw the movie Cast a Deadly Spell years ago. And I've been into horror westerns ever since I looked at some Jonah Hex comics of the Vertigo variety, written by Joe Lansdale. There's just something about those sorts of combinations that set each other off nicely. Noir or crime fiction kind of comes with its own sense of mystery, kind of built in, because it's something that could be seen as kind of an extension of the mystery genre. And westerns are very much about humanity versus environment, and trying to be ready for any threat, because you're not sure what's out there. And both of those genres deal with a very big sense of the unknown, you get the feeling that anything could happen. And so when you add elements of the supernatural, it actually kind of fits pretty well, at the same time bouncing off of people's normal expectations of the genre. In an introduction to one of the Deadlands fiction anthologies, Joe Lansdale himself, actually, who was invited to pen the intro to one of those volumes, said it's kind of like the effect of a sweet and sour sauce. They're interesting tastes by themselves, but together they're kind of odd, but also interesting in its own right in the new flavor they create. And having just at least paraphrased Joe Lansdale, I think I'll end on that note, because that note is higher than any other note that I could probably end this with on my own. If you have had experience with Deadlands in any of its forms, let me know. Let me know what you think of it. But for now, I'll see you all of a sudden. Take care.